we're here again. Hello, hi. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs and this is Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. I hope you're staying safe, staying well and that you're able to be with your loved ones during the festive season. Whatever you're up to, I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to this podcast in conjunction with the awesome team from Endometriosis Australia. This podcast is all about raising awareness for an illness that does affect one in nine women. And this episode, I'm really excited to share with you. Have you ever heard of a pelvic physio? Maybe your friends mentioned it, you've read in a magazine. Well, they could help you when it comes to your endometriosis pain management. I got to catch up with Ruth Schubert, who is a fully qualified physiotherapist, and she specializes in women's health I think you're going to learn a thing or two as to the benefits of seeing someone like Ruth, a pelvic physio, and why exercise and endometriosis is really important. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Ruth Schubert. Hi, how are you, Ellie? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Really looking forward to chatting to you about the exercise element towards endometriosis and taking care of yourself. Um, you are a physiotherapist who, for the past 17 years, You've been inspiring your clients to lead beautiful lives. I love that that is your aspiration in life. It totally is. I mean, really, why do we exercise and drink green smoothies? It's not to be the smuggest person in the room, right? It's to, to have a cool life, to have a joyful life. So really, all the things we're trying to do is help people lead the lives they want to lead. You previously have worked with Professor Jason Abbott, who we have had on this show before. Um, you're based at Alana Healthcare in Sydney. You were helping women there. But I want to go back to what made you get into physio in the first place? Well, I think like a lot of physios, I was a, a pretty sporty kid at school and I associated physio back then with exercise and sport. So that was my first sort of dive into physio from a, a real physical perspective, I guess. But once I got to uni, I realised it is just so much more than that. So I studied physio at Sydney Uni and then uh, came out and worked in some awesome clinics with some amazing mentors along the way and did really stick to that kind of sports, exercise, um, musculoskeletal type physio for the first part of my career, but always through my career and as I improved as a physio, I could sort of see this group of people. I'm like, man, why are they not getting better the way that I would expect? Mm. And once I started to ask these more in-depth questions that I never really learned at uni about, you know, women's cycles and their pain and their fatigue particularly, and started to realize there's this whole group of people that we probably weren't looking after as good as we could have been. And that's where I really started to get passionate about women's health physio. So you did go from being a physio for the New South Wales State of Origin Rugby League team and helping out the Cronulla Sharks as well to becoming a vagina physio. Correct, as, as Jason would like to call me. <laughs> we are very grateful you have done that because I am previously uh, have gone and seen a, a pelvic physio and, oh boy, you guys are life-changing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, there's so many, I mean, it sounds so different, but there's actually so many similarities. And, you know, people go out on the footy field, they get injuries, they get tight muscles, they get 
cramps and spasm and exactly the same thing can happen in the pelvis. So I actually think it's really translatable, but I can see how it looks so different. Now, we did speak to Professor Jason Abbott around the various buckets when it comes to helping patients with endometriosis, the buckets being surgery, pain management through medication, et cetera, et cetera. One of those buckets he did mention was exercise, which for me has been a huge help. Absolutely. I mean, exercise, if you look at any research anywhere on any kind of health condition, exercise is pretty much a wonder drug, you know, for pain, but also for heart disease, diabetes, dementia, anxiety, depression. Exercise is an amazing tool that we can use for so many different things. And I think the thing for uh, people with endometriosis is they deserve all of those benefits. It's just sometimes a bit tricky to manage exercise, you know, around their pain. So we will go through some tricks you can do at home a little bit later Mm -hmm. on in this podcast, but Mm -hmm. why is exercise so good for endo? Well, I think there's lots of reasons, but one of the, one of the big things we see in the pelvic physio world is that people's muscles inside and outside of their pelvis become really tight and constricted with endo because, you know, when you're, when you're writhing in pain on the floor, you're not sitting back and relaxing you're kind of crunched up you're curled over you're clenching and you know month after month if you're consistently doing that the muscles can get tight and short and they themselves can sort of amplify your pain if not generate their own sets of pain symptoms stretching and movement of any muscle is going to help restore its normal function I've had so many moments where I have been on the floor or on Mm. the bed and I will curl up into the fetal position because for me that's the only way that I could get relief from the stabbing pain. Mm. If that were to be me right now, I'd, I'd want to, now I'm more mindful of, okay, well, you don't want to be doing that. Am I better off to st- try and stretch up, like put my hands up in the air or what would be the best? Well, look, everyone's going to be a little bit different and there's going to be some times where you'll just be saying, oh my God, shut up, Ruth. I can't do anything mm-hmm. right now. This is what I need to do. And that is totally fine. There's going to be times where that's just how it has to be. Mm-hmm. But lots of times we could add in maybe a little bit of movement. So, for example, if you're on your back, having your knees bent and out wide and kind of rolling your knees in towards the ground a little bit, internally rotating the hips, those hip muscles join onto the pelvic floor. So maybe stretching into internal rotation and external rotation of the hips might be able to calm the spasm in in some of the muscles down a little bit. Um, Also... Sometimes getting on all fours and just letting your abdomen hang towards the floor, and that's actually really difficult for girls with endo or women with endo, is that just letting their abdominal muscles go because they're so used to clenching them so tight. And just in those moments, trying to let go a little bit can be really helpful. Okay, so being like a dog on all fours and literally just... On all fours, let the belly flop down towards the floor. Let it go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's going to come home one afternoon and be like, Ellie, what are you doing? <laughs> and and often, you know, in conjunction with the hot pack. So hot back on your belly, let your belly go into the hot pack, let it relax. Because a lot of times with endo, you also get the awful bloating, right? So you think, oh, well, I better clench my belly in even more because now I've got pain and I've got bloating. And if we actually take a minute to just let everything go, sometimes that can be really helpful for pain. What is it about heat and the muscles and that just being able to ease pain? I think it's just the soothing the soothing nature of it. I mean, we, we think, oh, inflammation, you should use ice. Um, we're getting different research about ice and inflammation now, but 
really anything that's going to make your nervous system feel happy and safe is good and heat generally does that it makes it feel a little bit calmer now we are about to go into a very hot summer ruth Mm -hmm. in sydney the other day it was 42 gross oh my goodness um the very thought of putting a heat back on my belly impossible yes so (laughs) is there something else like could i put on a cold pack absolutely you really with with pain and the nervous system whatever it tells you it wants is what you're going to put on it so in winter you know heat's amazing hot bath's amazing it's not going to want that in summer it's going to want maybe a cool shower or even a little float in the ocean where it's got some nice cooling properties around it whatever your body's telling you for pain is totally fine i got to chat to sarah marie cameron who's one of the endometriosis australia ambassadors and she got mm-hmm. taught this fantastic saying which is motion is lotion when it comes to endometriosis. Correct. Since she said those words, I've been sticking to that. And when I have had those moments of pain, it's like, right, let's just get moving. Let's even if it's the slowest walk down the street, at least you're getting the body moving. And what I've found is that over time it has decreased my pain and I'm able to manage it better. It's amazing that that lotion is motion. Stick with it. Absolutely stick with it. And it's just, it doesn't have to be a lot, just something, even getting out of the house, getting a bit of vitamin D, maybe not in that hot, hot, on those hot, hot days, but just getting out of the house, getting the body moving a little bit. It's probably the last thing sometimes you feel like, but it can make such a difference. And the research really supports that. I've also seen lots of research around yoga being fantastic Mm -hmm. for endometriosis. Yeah, well, and there is some good research around yoga. And I think one of the things I personally love about yoga is it has a really good combination of switching muscles on and getting stronger, but also then opening up joints and hips and stretching muscles out. And I think sometimes if you're prone to kind of being a little bit clenchy and a little bit grippy, yoga is a really nice way to help show your brain that you can switch some of those muscles off. Um, so there is some good research around it, definitely. And also fantastic for your mental health as well, because Absolutely. a lot of people with a chronic illness such as endo will have those demons, which they are battling. And just to be able to take a moment, do some breathing and some meditation and love yourself in that moment, it ticks all the boxes, doesn't it? Ticks all the boxes. And I think the, the great thing about yoga is, Every day can be completely different. And that's what every day with endo is like, right? Mm. Some days you can power on and some days you're going to go, well, I can do child's pose and maybe some cat cows and that's it for today. You can adapt it to however you're feeling that day. And it helps you really with that mindfulness. Okay, what does my body need today? And how can I change my exercise around what my body needs? So it's fabulous. I really need to get to a yoga class. I went once and it was fantastic. And I haven't subscribed again. Do it, so many online options with COVID. I know. There's no no more excuses now. <laughs> no I'm going to be up on all fours in the lounge room, letting That's my it. abdo muscles just hang low, and then hang I'm going to be low. doing some yoga and saying namaste to my television. Fabulous. Because of COVID, there is still a lot of people who are staying indoors, who are isolating. Um, and also as well, financially, people may not have the money to be able to go and see a physio like yourself. So Mm -hmm. do you have any handy tricks and tips that we can do at home to help manage our pelvic floor? Well, I think your friend, again, is absolutely right. Motion is the lotion or your best posture is your next posture. So wherever you are, get up and move around and wiggle around. So if you're sitting at your desk at the coffee table while you watch TV, maybe we need to think about the desk set up a little bit. Maybe think a little bit more about ergonomics, but also think as much as possible, I need to get out of this position and go, even if it's a walk around the kitchen and come back. What we're missing with um, isolation and lockdown is all that incidental exercise, walking to the bus, walking up the train station stairs, and now we just get out of bed and roll down to our computer. 
So trying to fit in lots of little snacks of exercise throughout the day is really important during COVID. Can you recommend any certain positions or perhaps some places we can check out, I don't know, YouTube to watch how to do this stuff? There's, there's heaps of good resources on, on YouTube. Absolutely have a look around. There's some good yoga, you know, even little 10-minute yoga videos. There's lots of yoga for pelvic pain. Dusty and Miller does some. Um, but I think if you're thinking, well, I'm sitting, I'm kind of in a flex position, it's really nice to jump up and extend the hips. So that could be, you know, that kind of one knee down, stretching out the hip flexors a little bit or lying flat on the floor on your tummy and maybe doing some gentle back extensions, rolling onto your back, stretching your bum out because your bum can get really tight while you sit there on your computer. So Mm. anything where you're kind of trying to get the spine and hips to become mobile will probably help you while you're working from home. I also heard a myth and I don't know, let's see whether or not it's true, crossing your legs will make the endometriosis pain worse, if not contribute to your endo. Is there, there something around would, that science? Look, there'd be, there'd be a lot of different camps on this issue um, because it's something we always definitely used to say, don't cross your legs. And the, and the problem is that people usually cross their legs, they cross the same leg over the other leg, and they sit there for hours like that. So that's probably not good for anyone. But crossing your legs for a little bit is probably fine. But as long as you keep thinking, my best posture is my next posture. So I'm going to cross my right leg over my left for five minutes. Then I'm going to have my legs straight. Then I'm going to cross my left over my right. So as long as you keep moving, it's probably not too bad. But if you sit there with noodle legs stretched around each other in the same position for hours on end, day after day, it's probably not very good. Okay. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to stop doing that. <laughs> and I think less, less ladylike, you know, legs wider, hips open, especially when we're home. We don't have to have knees together. You can just let it all flop around, knees out everywhere. Well, fantastic timing to be chatting to you when we're coming into <laughs> summer and a lot of people are going to be taking holidays. It's going to be letting it all hang out. And let it all hang out, exactly. <laughs> Do you have any other tips as a physio with ways to manage pain for endometriosis or any other findings that you've discovered over your recent years of uh, getting into women's health? Well, I do think, I think one thing that um, potentially people without endo don't understand is the bone crushing fatigue that can sometimes come with it. So we always think about pain with endo and yes, that certainly is a huge symptom. But sometimes the fatigue can be just as debilitating. Um, So, you know, those days where you are really fatigued, that's when we would say, okay, break your exercise. If you love doing cross training or HIIT classes, those days when you're really fatigued, try and just do maybe three little 10-minute snacks of exercise rather than all in one go. We try not to wipe ourselves out on the days we are fatigued, but try and do something. Um, Because that's one thing that people don't always understand about endo is how fatigued you can get with it. And the fatigue really does knock you for six. Oh, it sure does. And and probably your friends don't see you as much on those days, so they don't see what it's like. You know, I've, I've seen women come into the clinic or, or people with endo come into the clinic and you see them one week and you go, oh, you know, you're doing pretty good. And then the next week they just look absolutely hit for six and mm-hmm. so tired. For me to say, oh, go and do F45 today would just be a terrible idea for them. So really thinking about, all right, I call it, periodizing your period if you have a cycle thinking about all right where in my cycle am I feeling a bit crap that's the time I'm going to go for my walk float in the ocean maybe do some stretches and be proud of myself for getting out and moving then we might have time in the cycle you know maybe the week after your period's ended where 
you're feeling a bit better, that's where we might be able to push ourselves a bit more, you know, try and get the cardiovascular fitness up, do some strength training. Some people around ovulation are feeling pretty crap. So there we might go back to yoga. We might have another okay week and then a crappy week leading into the period again. And you just try to think, okay, how am I going to fit my exercise for me around my cycle? And it'd be good too to keep a diary or download. There's great apps on your phone where you can track your period, but you're also able to document how you are feeling. And then that so way you can go that. through and have a calendar and go, okay, well, this is what's coming up. This is where I am in my cycle. So totally, it's yoga day. It's yoga day. Timetable it. Because I think for me as well, um, if I don't put it in the schedule, exercise is easy to get left to the side. Mm. So if you look at the month and think, okay, let's plan this sensibly around how I'm probably going to feel, then it's more likely to get done and the benefits are going to be, you're going to see the benefits quicker. And now if anyone has never seen a pelvic physio like yourself, what would they walk in? What is the experience like? That I'm so glad you asked that question, Ellie, because what will happen is when my, my patient walks through the door, the first thing they do is look at the treatment table mm-hmm. and I can see the look of dread on their face <laughs> when they see that table and think, what is this person going to do with me? So when you walk into pelvic physio, it's pretty much the same as any other physio. In the first bit, we're going to do is take history. So we're going to sit down and I say to people when they walk in the door, you're not going to be on that bed for long because actually I really want to find out about what endometriosis is like for you. So endo is usually pretty complicated. The history takes quite a while. So usually you see your physio for an hour. Mm -hmm. Probably the first 30 to 40 minutes, you're going to be talking with them, telling them how it affects you, the symptoms that you have. And then I'll usually then after that start to talk about, well, what pelvic physio can do. Do we need to look at the muscles? Do we need to look at the nervous system? And then at the end of that long talk, there might be, if you want to, an assessment of, your back and your pelvis from the outside, but also potentially an examination, usually vaginally, of the pelvic floor and the pelvic wall muscles on the inside. And that can just give us some really good information about how your body's responding to endo and what we can do to help. It will seem daunting at the beginning, but trust me, you'll walk out of there wanting to rebook and reaping so many benefits from going and seeing someone like yourself. Oh, that's great to hear. And I really think I, I'm hoping the days are getting less where people walk in and say, I've never heard of this before. Because when I first started, everyone walked in and said, I've never heard of pelvic physio before. And what I really hope is that uh, people talk amongst themselves, but also doctors and specialists start to realise what pelvic physio can do for people. And it doesn't become this weird thing of like, oh my God, I've never even heard of this. It's a really common understood thing to know that you can be, there's other ways that you can be helped rather than just excision surgery. We also hear pelvic physio and you think, oh, well, that's pelvic floor. That's for people who've had a baby. I don't need to worry about that. But no, it's something that all women should go and have checked out and make sure they're taken care of. Absolutely. Because yes, we have those pelvic floor weakness people and that usually comes after having a baby and those kinds of things. But just as commonly, we can have these pelvic floor overactive pelvic pain um, type symptoms and physio can absolutely help with that. And symptoms, for example, with endo like bowel pain, pain to use your bowels, really slow bladder, like I want a wee, but I just can't get the wee to start or pain when you're trying to use tampons, pain with intercourse, back pain, when you get your period, pain down your thighs, all of these symptoms that I'm saying, women with endo, I'll be like, oh, yeah, man, I've got that. Mm. Um, so there's so many things that pelvic physio can help with that women 
and uh, and patients with endo have just put up with. And there's no need to. <laughs> no need to. Absolutely no need to. Go and find your local pelvic physio. Nothing weird will come up when you do Google it. Trust me. Um, Ruth, you are based in the Northern Rivers. You've just moved up there. Hopefully you'll be setting up a new practice there as well. Absolutely. In uh, Jan of next year, I'm going to have the December off. And then in Jan of next year, I'll be starting something up and I'll let you guys all know uh, where I am. But there are so many great physios now around Australia um, who have the skills to help people with pelvic pain. So if you're not sure, um, there's plenty of places where you can contact to ask for a local recommendation um, because it absolutely can make a difference in your endo journey. Ruth Schubert, thank you so much for chatting about the exercise benefits when it comes to endometriosis. And that's right, guys. Motion is lotion. Thanks for having me, Ellie. It's been awesome. Hope you enjoyed that episode talking all things endometriosis and exercise. And yes, highly recommend you get searching for your nearest pelvic physio. Trust me, you'll feel a lot better. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you leave us a review. And if you do have any questions or you want some answers, any information around endometriosis, check out the Endometriosis Australia website. Full of information there. It is endometriosisaustralia.org or you can find them on Facebook.